Sadly, most in the church want Jesus Christ without changing their lives. What it means to be holy and why it's so imperative for us as believers will be the subject of our time today. Take Jesus as you are, but you should never take him to stay as you are. Hi, welcome to Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from the Well, a Christian community in Livermore, California. Holiness, oftentimes a very misunderstood concept or idea or biblical principle. So today, as it was with yesterday, we're taking some time out to study what holiness really is and why it is so important that we as believers in Christ be holy. Romans chapter 6 is where we catch up with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman, for today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. You know, God's not just in a bunch of rules. Well, God's not in a, to a bunch of rules. But a lot of times we say that, we tend to say we don't want a bunch of rules solely because we don't want to obey, obey the rules. So the greatest deception, just like the Gnostics, is just make all the rules go away. And then I won't feel bad if I break the rules because there are none because I, I made sure there weren't any. But it doesn't mean that God still doesn't have a standard that we're going to have to give account of when we stand before him. Can I have an amen? Now, so the key is, is just realizing that God, no, this is more of a guidebook than it is a rule book. But there are some things that God wants us to do. But when we look at it, we have to say, wait a minute, I have to come out of agreement and I have to put off my former conduct and learn to come out of agreement with my old nature. Look at verse 22, that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man, because watch what happens, which grows corrupt according to deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you would put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and what? Holiness. Yes. Christ now is forging the new man within us in and through Christ and by Christ and as a result of that it's going to produce Produce righteousness and holiness in my life. This is just the natural process of becoming someone in Christ. How can we say that we're walking with Christ and we don't have any holiness or righteousness being reflected in our lives? When we truly give our life to Christ, this is what happens. People see your Christianity. They don't just hear you talk about it. People see Christ reflected in your life. They don't just, you know, hear you or see you shouting. At the end of the day, God wants to reflect his nature in and through us. But we have to come out of agreement with the old us. Amen. And look what it says here in verse 24. And that you put on. We have to allow, participate with God And putting on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. One of the major issues that we have sometimes is, I'm just going to say it to you, saints, and I've said this before in this church, is some of us, we like ourselves a little too much. I like being angry sometimes because nobody going to get on my nerves and tell me what to do. 
my mama didn't raise nobody like that. I sure enough know where the pan is at. Ain't nobody going to treat me like a chump. I know how to throw down. I like being bitter sometimes. People give me my space. Nothing wrong with that. Talking about my attitude. Who you? What he talking about? He up there preaching about holiness right now. He don't tell me what to live and how to live. So people, some people may be in here thinking that right now. Who does he think he is? I got the mic. <laughs> and God told me what to say. The devil be busy working in people who tell me holiness. What's he talking about? Well, I'm telling you what the word said. Can I have an amen up in here? But this is what happens. People don't want to come out of agreement with the old them because they like themselves just a little too much. Instead of saying, Lord, if there's any area in my life where you can forge more holiness and righteousness, I'm all for it. I want it. I take it all. I need it all. I love it all. Bring it on, Lord. I want every bit of holiness you have to forge in my life. And I refuse to be proud. I refuse to be, you know, high-minded about it. If there's an area, Lord, just show me through the Word. I want you to forge holiness in my life. I'm coming out of agreement with the old me. And I'm saying this to myself, saints, because that was one of the first things that God had to deliver me of is when I first got saved is realizing that me getting saved didn't do God a favor and that I wasn't as good as I thought I was because I was thinking I only had one thing I needed to change in my life. And if I could just change that one thing that I would be just so dynamic for God and he can use me to go all over the world and preach his messages. I just had one problem. Lord, this one problem, that's all I got. Man, I started reading this Bible. I was like, Lord, why didn't you even allow me to be created? I got issues. I had issues I didn't even know about. But aren't you grateful that God comes in and changes you? Amen. He doesn't leave you like that. Watch this. Go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. So he says here that we have to come out of agreement with our old man because ultimately God is creating true righteousness and holiness in our lives. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And let's look at this. Verse 1 on down to 8. Now this is awesome. Finally then, brethren, we urge and exhort in the Lord Jesus that you should abound more and more just as you receive from us how you ought to walk. And to please God. For you know what commandments we gave you through the Lord Jesus Christ. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality. That each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and in what? Uh, So this is something I have to do under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And it is a blessing. I want to walk and please God, and I want to know how to possess my vessel in sanctification and honor before God. Why? Because I'm set apart for His use in my life. He says here, verse 5, Not in passion of lust, like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one should take advantage of us of and defraud his brother in this matter, because the Lord is the avenger of all such, as we also forewarned you and testified. For God did not call us to uncleanness, but in what? Holiness. But in holiness. Therefore, he who rejects this 
does not reject man, but God, who has also given us his Holy Spirit. And so it is clear from this passage of Scripture that this is something that God is looking for, that he called us to a place of holiness in our lives, and that we should constantly be examining areas where we can tighten things up so that God can have the preeminence in those areas of our lives, and we can constantly be set apart for his use and his purposes in our lives. We do not want to be defiled, amen? We don't want any stains on our garment. We want God to consider us holy and continue to forge holiness within us. Now watch how powerful this is. Go to chapter 5 and we're going to look at verse 23. Chapter 5, verse 23. It says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. Completely. That I have been set apart and set aside completely. This word also is holy. I think the King James says holy. Think about this. God of peace is setting me aside and setting me apart for his use and his purposes as a peculiar vessel and treasure completely. Now look at this. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Look at verse 24. He who calls you is faithful who also will do it. One of the main reasons why I believe people do not enjoy this process of holiness and sanctification and all these things we're talking about is because they don't honestly believe that it is possible. So we just call everybody sinners and they were all just sinners and we'll never do right, but we'll just be okay. But that's not what he's saying. Sin shall not have dominion over you. You are not a slave to sin. You're capable of it, but it doesn't mean that you have to do it. God empowers you to live a lifestyle under the influence of his spirit that is acceptable and pleasing in his sight. But the first thing that we have to do is start believing that it is possible. This is one of the main issues that I had when I first came alive to Christ. It's like, how... Somebody, I saw somebody living right for Christ, and I saw it, and I said, man, this person really living for Jesus. They're not just talking about it. How is he doing that? So I just asked him, I said, how are you doing that? We got into a discussion with the scriptures, and I started seeing that, wait a minute. You mean to tell me that I don't have to let sin rule my life? That through the power of God, he gives me power to overcome sin? That it doesn't have to be the predominant expression of my lifestyle? Because it would confuse me because I saw a bunch of people going to church, but then they was cussing in the parking lot afterwards. I said, well, man, we go to church. Oh, yeah, man, we go. Or I saw, you know, the, the, the people sleeping around doing stuff that wasn't right. I said, wait, they just went to, I just know they said they're going to church in the morning, but we're in the club doing the cabbage patch. And they said they're going to church in the morning. I mean, <laughs> you know the cabbage patch. Don't act like y'all been saved all. Y2C cabbage patch, moonwalking, all that stuff. I'm like, wait a minute. How come they're still dancing in here? Who are we going to church in the morning? I'm like, well, you are tipsy right now. How are you going to make it? You, be, you must be going tomorrow to repent because you up in here. And I'm trying to think about getting saved. I'm saying, what? Well, is that what saved look like? Because I know that. 
And then they're talking about they're going to be on the worship team. Yeah, I got my, I got my song ready. I got my song ready for the morning. And what you do here is it's about, it's about 1.30. Service start at 9. You gonna, that's going to be a quick turnaround. How you going to get over this hangover? Oh, I know I'm preaching right now, but this is all I got. This is the only message I got, baby. I came in here with this. So, but, the, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, I don't understand. I, I didn't understand this, so I was confused. I was like, wait a minute. I thought, but I saw somebody who was living for God. I said, now how in the world are you doing this? And it dawned on me as I started talking about it that he honestly believed what the scripture was saying concerning what God would do in his life if he would allow him to do it. He believed it. He said completely. And may your whole spirit, your soul, your mind, will, and emotions, and your body be preserved blameless He says, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, he who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. That God, you'll do this in our lives. You'll forge holiness in our lives. I don't have to have a mindset that's constantly thinking about things that are contrary to the will of God. That God, you'll come in and change my heart and my mind and give me power over my old sinful nature. And over over every temptation that the devil tries to release against me. That I don't have to go down the same road that the rest of the world is going down. All involved in all kinds of debauchery and things like that. That I can stand out and be holy and set apart and set aside. And it's okay for me to be different in my home and on my job. That it's okay. That God, you're forging this in my life. But for a lot of individuals, they don't believe it. I want to convince you and persuade you this afternoon that if you want holiness, it's there for you. By the grace of God. By the grace of God. Go to Hebrews chapter 12. Look at this. Hebrews chapter 12. And we're going to look at verses 12 on down to 14. It says in verse 12. Therefore, strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather be healed. He says, pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Powerful. Now, I love this because he talks about a couple classes of people here that, that we have to be mindful around us and we just have to be conscious of. He says in verse 12, Therefore, strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees. Sometimes people's hands are hanging down. They're in a weakened state. They're in a position where they love God. They want to walk with God. But this battle is raging on and people are weakened. He says, strengthen those hands which hang down and the feeble knees. Sometimes walking with Christ, you feel like this. You feel like, man, you know what? The devil is bombarding me. The the world is bombarding me. And sometimes in life, you can feel like you're getting a little weak in your knees in terms of your spirituality. That happens in life. It happens in life. I'm not saying it has to happen, but it does happen. So the writer of Hebrews is saying here, therefore strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees. And it's our job as saints of God to rally around each other and help to strengthen people when we see them in a weakened state. 
man, I don't want to go to church anymore. I, I, I don't want to be around the Bible. I'm just, I just feel like, man, I just, I'm tired. And the battle rages on, and you can hear people's conversations. You see them. They're on fire, and they were sitting in the front row and excited about God. And the next thing you know, you, you see them, and they get farther and farther and farther and farther away. So what happened, man? They're getting weak. They used to call you and want to pray, but now they're busy. And you used to see them when they would be fired up. I don't know. I don't care. God's going to wait for the right person. And then you see them bringing people to church that you know. They're trying to hurry up and get saved real quick so they can. Man, back two months ago, that, she, he wouldn't have gave that sister the time of day or that man the time of day. You know he's not saved. Well, you know, he's Catholic. I'm working on him. We, you know, we start compromising. And then you see it. And the people be, but it's our job to come along and do the best that we can to strengthen those that are weak and that are hangs, hands that are, that are uh, hanging down and that are feeble. He says, and make straight, straight paths for your feet so that that which is lame may not be what? Dislocated. And this is what happened. Dislocation. Now I'm out of joint. Now I'm not functioning in the body the way I should be functioning in the body according to who I'm supposed to be in the body. Now there's a dislocation there and I'm not benefiting the body. In actuality, I'm hurting the body. He says rather that they may be healed. He says, pursue peace with all people. He says, and holiness with which no one, without which no one will see the Lord. Saints, listen, this is something that needs to be pursued in our lives. Especially when we see other people, we have to help people to Pursue holiness so God can do what he wants to do in their lives. And I want to end by giving you one more scripture that I believe sums all this up and helps us so that we can become effective in seeing holiness released in this church and people really come to Christ that they might experience the change. Isaiah chapter 6. It says in verse 1, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord... Sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. So I said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand... Now watch this, a live coal. That means a coal that was on fire. Which he had taken with the tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin is purged. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, 
send me. And he said, go and tell this people, keep on hearing, but do not understand. He says, keep on seeing, but do not perceive. Make the heart of this people dull and their ears heavy and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and return and be healed. This is powerful. Saints, this is what happens with us. God, through our Lord Jesus Christ, has come down and he has brought healing for sin. The fire of his holiness has come to burn out the power of sin in our lives. And when this happens, realize it's something, just like he said, may the God of peace sanctify you holy. God is forging this. He's taking the fire of his holiness and he's giving us an, really an exit strategy. So that all of us can learn to walk with God in holiness and embrace it. It was just a matter of embracing and receiving what the angel was bringing to him. To Isaiah. He was willing to do it. But the thing I love about it was after he was willing to say, here I am. And he received the call. God asked him who's going to go for us. And he said, here I am, send me. I'm ready now. I'm not guilty I don't feel shame. I don't feel the stain of my sin. I don't, I'm not going to confuse people. I'm not going to cause people to be stray away from Christ because of my contradiction in lifestyle. Here I am. Your coal of holy fire has burned something in me that has caused me to really be useful to your kingdom. And saints, this afternoon, I believe this is something that God wants to do with the church. What he wants to, he wants to do in our lives. When we lift our hands and say, God, here I am. Burn out anything in me that can hinder what you're trying to do in my life. And then turn around, God, and use me. Use me as an instrument in your hand. Father, we thank you this afternoon for the fire of your holiness. We thank you, God. That holiness through Christ is our covenant right. Jesus, you died to sanctify me completely. And I pray that for every person under the sound of my voice, that we would all be convinced today that holiness is my inheritance. Anything in my life that would hinder my relationship with God, I want it gone now. My thinking, my heart, my mind. Holy Spirit, we give you liberty to take the coals of the fire and begin to burn out anything in me that is not like you. Attitudes, heart conditions, perspectives, fear. God, burn it out. Because I want to be completely set apart for your use. We want to be completely set apart for your use. We want to be holy. As you are holy. This afternoon God. Do something special. In us. Release your fire. We give you praise. In Jesus name. And you're listening to Pastor Napoleon Kaufman here today on Times of Refreshing. 
Our desire is to see you grow in Christ through the daily ministry of God's Word. And as you take time to spend with us studying God's Word, we trust you are being encouraged in Christ. Questions, comments, prayer requests, as always, we love hearing from you. It means a great deal to us knowing that these programs are having their desired effect on your life, spurring you on in Christ, love, and good deeds. You can reach out to us by phone, 925-292-7800, 925-292-7800, or write to us. Times of Refreshing, 2333 Nissan Drive. Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. You're also welcome to visit our website, thewellchurch.net. It's a great place to visit if you would like information regarding who we are, where we meet, what we're about. Past sermons are available online there, as well as our online store. And you can even get connected with us there. Again, thewellchurch.net. Now, normally at this time, I would invite you to join us for worship here at the well, but at least until May 1st, because of the COVID-19, we're not available to do that at this time. What we are available to do is invite you to join us on either our church app, at our website, thewellchurch.net, or on our YouTube channel for our weekly message at 1030. Pastor Napoleon will share a message from the Lord just like he used to with his program, Hope of Glory. And remember to be faithful as well during this time of challenge with your giving. You can give online through our website, through the church app, or by mail to the church office. And we are praying and standing on His truths during this time and remembering that God is in control, and we're praying for you. Thank you for joining us today. Until next time, God bless. God bless. 